0: You're listening to What It's Like with Luce, a podcast highlighting ordinary people doing extraordinary things. I'm your host, Lucy Norris, and on today's episode, I'm chatting to founder of Impact School, a platform helping businesses make a global impact by scaling online. From a young age, this ambitious Forbes top 10 entrepreneur envisioned a life of success. At 18, she left school and went straight into the corporate world of asset management, where she thought she'd climb her way up the ladder but quickly realised this wouldn't be the path for her. Miserable in her job, she turned to her other love for an escape, fitness, and built up an online platform to share her journey. With a community big enough to leave her job for, she began living life as an influencer and it wasn't until she was dropped from the Gymshark Athlete Programme that everything changed. Noticing a need for help when it came to scaling online businesses, she set to work devising a method that would eventually land her on the Forbes list and take her to Dubai where she lives now. Chatting to me about how it started, the pressures of being a young CEO, and what it really means to be successful, here's what it's like to be Lauren Tickner. Welcome, Lauren, and thank you so much for coming on and speaking with me. Um, How I like to get the ball rolling with all of my conversations is to chat a little bit about what things were like for you growing up.
1: It's an interesting one because I, I never saw myself as being an entrepreneur. We used to do this thing at school. It was like once every couple of years. And the whole school would get involved and have this kind of entire challenge, I guess, and for a period of, I think it was two or three days, we would essentially have to go into groups and they would put us in groups of all different year groups and um, basically build a business and sell something and then different teams would win. And I used to dread this task because I used to think that entrepreneurship was being an inventor. However, now I've realized that innovation, yes, it is very, very important, but you don't have to be the one coming up with brand new ideas. You can adapt things as they are right now and make them better. And I didn't really understand, you know, service-based industries. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, I always saw myself climbing my way up the corporate ladder. My school was massive on going to university, getting good grades. And then going and working in something like finance, that was always my envision. So, definitely not um, ever, so, I mean, entrepreneurship just wasn't even something that crossed my mind. Um, I just didn't think that I was capable of it. I just didn't think I had an idea which was gonna be good enough. So, that was kind of my childhood, as it were. <laughs>
0: That's so interesting to hear from you, though, considering, you know, what you do now as a job. Um, But I actually, I actually knew you first, well, obviously not know you, but knew you were through Instagram first um, as a fitness influencer. Um, Ah. So I've kind of seen the transition through your page, which has been super interesting. Um, So I wonder if you could take us back to I guess around the age of 18 when you were considering what you were going to do with the rest of your life and then how that tied into you discovering Instagram and I guess the power of building that kind of a community on there.
1: It's crazy isn't it how the age of 18 is the beginning of your ultimate career trajectory as so many people see it Mm -hmm. but not not just that right that's when you make a critical decision about university or a job or whatever but even before that you are forced to sort of choose specific things and it's interesting I, I mean I don't really think it's as much of a problem as some people think it is um I'm very fortunate to have chosen great great things to study in my last two years of school but ultimately I think one of the biggest problems is we're always taught to build upon our weaknesses. And so I wasn't very good at science. Right. And so I was always kind of told to get better and better at science. And yeah, I got, I got good at it. I got all my A's and whatever, but I didn't ever really, you know, need to know that for being good at what I do now. And so what I'm trying to get at is like, when you're in school, you make all these decisions based upon your desired ultimate future but how on earth are you supposed to know that and know if you're going to be any good at it so it's really interesting i basically geared myself up to i had a couple of visions right one of them was to yeah be in finance and then the other one was because at a career fair i was told that i would be good being like um, a diplomat right but then Mm -hmm. i found out that diplomats didn't make much money so that was when i sort of set my mind on going in to finance and so i had this whole mindset i was like okay well if i want to get the best finance job i need to get some work experience but no one in my family knows anyone that works in finance so i figured that it would make sense at the age of at the age of 18 straight after school to go and do like a year in industry so long story short i ended up going to all of these assessment days whatever and i ended up getting a job at an asset management firm um this was all while i had the the fitness stuff going on and i was really passionate about it and the problem was was that i went there and i absolutely hated it but i thought that that was the only way to get success like i didn't know about you know entrepreneurship and i thought that if i was to build my own business or become a personal trainer then i wouldn't be able to make any money and it's interesting because like they just don't tell you about these things at school
0: when you did want to do the fitness stuff you said that you were doing it side by side with your work in the asset management um place i don't know what what you call like a fund i guess um so then but your your online community really took off for you um so what was that pivotal point that you had then where you decided to i guess uh leave behind that future that you'd envisioned for yourself for so long to take that risk follow your passion online um, and build from there?
1: <laughs> so it's going to sound ridiculous, but I dropped my phone down the toilet. And um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> cause I was obviously, I was 18, right? So I was living in my dad's, And um, there was a toilet like on the middle floor between like where you walk in and then where my bedroom was. And so I was sat there on the toilet just on Instagram and I literally flushed the toilet and at the same time just dropped my phone in there. Oh, no. And I just remember crying and crying and crying and I do not cry. I was bawling my eyes out. And at that point I realized how emotionally unstable I was because for that type of thing to make me cry so much, the fact that I couldn't go on my phone for like the next day at work because it was the only thing keeping me sane oh my gosh it was just the worst thing i could possibly even think of at that time because i was so unhappy so that was really it for me i knew at that point i couldn't stay and so then we were told that we were getting a bonus at work and so i thought it was going to be around christmas time but so i waited and i waited and i waited and i waited and it just never came and i was like oh well okay And then I I asked my manager about it because everyone was always talking about it so I thought maybe I just didn't get one but he told me no it's actually going to be at the end of March like towards the end of the tax year so the firm could obviously calculate the profits and such so I waited all the way until then um, and ended up handing in my notice the day after I got my bonus so that was nice, but yeah. So then I ended up going straight into fitness coaching online, just straight away online. I didn't do it in person because I saw other people had done it. So I knew that I could do it too. You know, I knew more about fitness and training and nutrition than these people. And then that's sort of everything that I've been through has made me so passionate about helping other people create a life of freedom and fulfillment for themselves. Cause you can have quote unquote freedom, right? Financial freedom. But if there's not fulfillment accompanied with that, then what does it mean, right? Like really, why Why does it matter? Um, and at the same time, you can be super duper fulfilled in everything that you're doing, but if you don't feel like you're really making like, you know, an impact or if you're stressing about money, then it's not allowing you to have true freedom. Um, so those things are really important to me. And that's why I'm, I I care so much about helping people build that, that life for themselves, really.
0: I guess, you know, in this day and age, so many people want to be successful on Instagram or online and have that freedom that you're, you're talking about where, you know, you're essentially a laptop entrepreneur. You can work from wherever you want and you can literally just live the dream life, quote unquote. Um, So in the beginning, how did you find that growth on, on Instagram, you know, for people wanting to start now and to build that community. What do you think were your biggest tips from that experience?
1: Well, back then it was very, very different to now, right? Nowadays, it's very much sort of like, if you actually want to grow, I honestly believe that you have to pay to play. Um, So something that I'm exploring now is like shout outs, right? On Instagram, I haven't done it yet or tried it but growing my audience through that, um, I'm much, um, you know, if anyone's wanting to grow an audience organically, I think there are better platforms popping up all the time. So you need to stay on the ball with what's trendy as of the time of recording this TikTok LinkedIn, they are popping, um, Instagram, you know, it's, it's just really, it's very difficult to grow organically unless you are in a really sexy industry like fitness where it's pretty easy. Um, so when it comes to growth i think growth is pretty unnecessary if you're trying to build your your profit right um instead i think people kind of get lazy and they think that people are clients are just going to come to them but you're much better off rather than relying on inbound traffic on going for you know outbound right reaching out to people getting in front of people that way um that's the best way to grow when you don't have money to actually put into ads and that's how you can grow your business for free because every client is going to be you know, like a 100% profit, right? It's just your time that you're trading. And then as you scale, you can build teams around all of that. Um, and it's just going to allow you to keep ensuring that you have that snowball effect, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. That's really interesting to hear you um, speak on that. And I think it's such an interesting way to look at things because I feel like everyone's so obsessed with the numbers. And it's almost like this badge of credibility. If you can prove you have 100K, oh, you must be good at what you're doing, you know? Um, i don't know if you found that
1: yeah i find it quite funny honestly because the amount of people who yeah it's just it's just a different way of looking at success right just like how people used to see me as successful when i was working in my asset management job at 18 it's kind of like seeing success as numbers right on a instagram profile um it doesn't take into account people's profit doesn't take into account the level of impact that they're having doesn't take into account their personal ethics. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just how you want to monitor things.
0: Yeah, definitely. And then, so I'm interested to know about the next switch, I guess, you you um, encountered, um, because obviously we spoke before about how, you know, you were pretty heavily um, on the, the fitness side of Instagram, and um, you were even working with Gymshark, you know, things seem to be Um, heading in really great directions for you in terms of in the fitness world but obviously right now you're doing business coaching and you're incredibly successful with your impact school so if you wouldn't mind taking me through that journey and how you switched your focus from putting out loads of fitness content working with brands like Gymshark to now setting up your own school and helping people through that medium. Yeah
1: totally so Really, it kind of all happened when I got dropped by Gymshark. Um, loads of us did. I mean, loads of my friends who are also fitness influencers. Now, I'd been coaching before I ever had a big audience, right? Um, and I just got really good at it because <laughs> I was doing it for so long. And I tried selling ebooks, and, you know, of course, I had a big audience. So, of course, I made a few sales and some decent money, but it's not a sustainable business model. And now I know that eBooks are pretty much just there, you know, to liquidate ad spend, but hey, I'm not gonna get into that type of stuff now because it can get a bit confusing and and high level. Um, But when we all got kind of dropped, my friends would see that I was still traveling, right? Without Gymshark funding it and without having any financial stress. And those influencer friends, they would say to me, like, hey, Lauren, you know, how are you doing this? (laughs) Um, And I told them, because they thought it was from my eBooks. I was like, no, actually, it's from coaching. And I just have, I think I had around, like, seven clients at the time. And they were like, (laughs) they kind of just laughed. And I was like, "Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, blah, 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 I do this, this, this and that. I charge a high ticket. I have this impact offer, which allows me to charge pretty much six times more without putting in as much time. And my clients get better results than if I was just doing one-on-one coaching. And they were like, oh my goodness, me, can you please tell me more? Um, So I ended up just helping them for free. And it was interesting because they really were hungry for it, right? They needed to make money. So they they actually did it because normally when people don't pay, they don't pay attention. And so they got really good results. And they positioned it, like when they were posted on their stories, they would say like, Yeah, so my friend Lauren's been helping me with this new program that I'm coming out with. You can send me a DM just saying in and I will send you more, like have a chat and see if it's a good fit, something like that. And because in the fitness industry or any industry really, like when you are an influencer in that space, you'll have other people who are in that space wanting to become influential, right? So my friends who are fitness trainers well, fitness influencers, they all had followers who were personal trainers or they, who, that who wanted to be fitness influencers. Um, and so those people who were wanting to get into the position where my friends were at, they started messaging me saying like, Hey Lauren, I saw that you were helping out this guy. Um, you know, tell, tell me more. And I was kind of at first just, you know, giving them some tips and stuff, but then I realized, Oh my gosh, cause I saw someone selling a course on personal branding. Um, I realized, oh my gosh, well, I have a a bigger personal brand than this guy. Like I can so do this too. So I ended up creating a course on personal branding. And then I realized everyone who was buying my personal branding course was buying it because they actually really wanted to get more clients into their online coaching, right? They wanted to start online coaching. And so at that point I realized, oh wow, I can actually create a course on how to start an online fitness coaching business. And then I ended up realizing that everyone who was buying that, who was a good client wanted to actually scale that online fitness coaching business, right? They weren't people that wanted to get started, which was really interesting. And then at the same time, I had this personal branding course still going on and it was all messy and I was trying to figure out the funnel and I was so confused. Oh my gosh, and I spent so much money on courses and like agencies trying to help me sell these then courses. And it just, it just wasn't scaling as quickly as I would have liked. So. I was at that point thinking, okay, maybe I should just stick to fitness coaching, but then I kind of had this realization, oh, wow, um, well, you know, my best clients really are coming from fitness at this point, so how, um, and they don't now, by the way, not all of them are fitness now, which is why this story is kind of interesting, but why don't, I thought then, well, why don't I just teach what I do, so I bring in high-quality clients, because I was teaching Impact Offer, which is essentially a form of high-ticket coaching slash consulting slash a course. Um, so then I started, literally, I built my own impact offer and I took my clients in the business coaching side of things through that impact offer, which is now called Launchpad. And back then it was interesting cause I, I didn't kind of put two and two together thinking that this model could translate into business coaching, right? I thought it was only going to be good for in the B2C side. So the fitness coaching, um, so yeah, kind of did that. And then people were just super interested. And uh, it was really cool to see them getting such good results. And so basically, I then ended up realizing that I'm way, 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 way better on the B2B side, right? So helping other entrepreneur or pe- entrepreneurs or people who want to start building their own online coaching slash coaching, so consulting, or course, or agency, for freelance business, whatever, like on the service side. Um, then I was at fitness coaching. I, I loved that and I was, I was good at it. But... This, it just kind of came to me naturally. Um, so yeah, that's how all that happened. And it, it was over a period of, you know, a, a good amount of time. I mean, like really probably over all five years. Um, so that's the cool thing. I think things pivot and change. Like everyone gets so focused on, oh my gosh, but I, I need to figure out my exact niche. But it's like, if you just get started, it will come based upon what the market wants and such. And so, yeah, that's kind of how we got here. And now we have a team of 43 people, um, mm-hmm. which is amazing all around the world. Um, and our clients just get such good results. I mean, one of my clients, Lee, he literally joined us two weeks ago and he posted in our group that he had generated 20 grand through four clients. And then I replied back being like, oh my gosh, Lee, this is awesome. And I answered his question that he'd Asked, and then he was he replies back literally like 30 minutes later oh by the way lauren just got the fifth client 25 grand now so how cool is that oh my god
0: that's um, insane
1: yeah it's awesome and so you know he he doesn't have some crazy following or anything um it's just a case of doing the right thing at the right time um and taking away all the noise right people try to do way too much stuff at once like i used to do and that was a huge problem for me um (laughs) you know the amount of money I spent on all these stupid courses and agency is oh my gosh but you know when you buy cheap you buy twice and so I'm grateful to have had all these lessons to be able to share with my clients now and your audience yeah
0: yeah definitely I mean like you say you know in hindsight you spent so much money but like I think everyone needs to remember as well I think you're 23 am I correct in saying that
1: (laughs) yeah that's right
0: Yeah, so you're only 23 years old you've already created so much for yourself I'm also 23 so me looking oh, at what god. you've done that's I'm like really oh my it. god <laughs> um, yeah, no so awesome. it's crazy how much you have you've accomplished and I love how it's all been yourself you've driven this for yourself and created this life for yourself which I admire so much um, but I'm sure during those times there must have been massive um, pressures and challenges um, alongside that and being so young as well you're just figuring out life really in general it's it's I think your early 20s are such a weird confusing time as well Um, on top of business so how did you deal with those pressures and challenges that came at you on a personal level
1: yeah it's interesting I, I was actually having a conversation with a friend Um, it was either last night or the night before who is the same age as me and we were talking about this exact thing like you know do you ever feel like you missed out on just kind of like being a young person um and it's interesting right some sometimes I do um because I kind of think like I've really sacrificed so so much and real quick I do also just want to say you know I'm very aware that I the pressures in my life um, are self-created right I don't like have a family who I need to feed, right? I don't um, I don't have all these heavy burdens that I need to alleviate, right? Mm-hmm. I am very, very fortunate and grateful that I was born into an amazing, amazing family. Um, my brother is just very disabled and that is one thing that keeps me very, very driven um, because, you know, he's in a wheelchair, like you know, he needs like two-on-one care at the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that said, I think, yeah, I mean, <sighs> I think often I kind of like. If you meet me, I'm very immature. <laughs> you know,
0: you, you can I can't imagine like, that.
1: <laughs> yeah, like you, you. Okay, that's maybe the wrong way of wording it. Like I'm very like. Uh, I just like to have a laugh, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to have a good time. I like to. Yeah, I used to get kicked out of my classes at school because I was giggling. Like that's what they always <laughs> used to. Say. Um I just got in so much trouble for laughing. It's it's funny, but hey. Um, yeah, I mean, I had things like being young and all that, I think in the past, I have found that I have got quite distracted from my work through, you know, situations with boys or things <laughs> like that. Um, but in the grand scheme of things compared to like the most people, I would say I'm very, very focused and that comes through a lot of personal development. And I'm very proactive in surrounding myself with people who are like-minded. Most of my friends are in either like their late twenties or their thirties, or you know even forties. I have friends who are like seventy or even eighty. I mean, you know, I I just I don't really think about age as a thing. That's 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 it. I've never let it limit me. Um, I I think sometimes people don't take me as seriously when they find out my age, but I just don't really talk about it. Um, and then it comes up, and I'll 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 just say, guess how old I am. And people will say, well, from the looks of you, probably like your late 20s, but from speaking to you, I mean, probably around like 35 or something. <laughs> and it's just so funny. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think there are people in life who have more important pressures. Um, I would say my pressures that are constantly on my mind is like, okay. I have all these people who I need to literally feed, right? My team, um, I need to pay for their salaries, et cetera. So that's sort of like the pressure that I feel. Um, I used to feel the pressure of like being in the the, the public arena as it were, because in the fitness industry, it was, it was quite amplified. Um, but nowadays, I, I don't really feel that as much. You know, it's not as sexy of an industry that I'm in now, whereas many people know kind of who you are and like know your name. So that's fine. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Does that answer your question?
0: Yeah, no, it does completely. Um, Yeah, I think it must be a really interesting contrast to, I guess, as you just described there, the pressures that you would have felt as a fitness influencer to now leading your own company and being a CEO. Mm It's such a massive contrast, but it's interesting to hear um, your experience within that. And I guess leading on from that, my next question would be, um, what is your personal definition of success? It's clear that you've achieved so much of it, but what does it really mean to you to be successful?
1: Yeah, I think every single month that goes by, it kind of changes, honestly. And I think that that's kind of the cool thing about life. (laughs) Everyone has such unique perspectives on everything. for me right now, it's it's definitely a case of creating freedom and fulfillment for other people. If I'm able to do that, that's very very rewarding to me. Um, you know, freedom comes in so many different forms, and for everyone has their own definition of fulfillment as well. But yeah, I mean, other things. I think it's just important to also bear in mind like that. Yeah. I think it's, you know, it's, it's something where it's, it's, for me, it really is about like other people. I think where I'm at now with, with my life, I'm very, very happy. Um, but at the same time, I think if I stopped doing what I was doing, I don't think I would be right. Because I think even if someone could have all the money in the world, but if you're not like actively doing something to help other people and to like change their lives, I think it would probably just get kind of boring. So, yeah, I'd, I'd kind of say that that's probably my my definition right now, but it, I'm sure it will change.
0: Yeah, of course. And I think, it, I mean, you've already had such pivots in your life already, so I'm guessing that that definition will always um, pivot with that as well. Um, and I know at the moment, you know, we're living in the strangest times, you know, some of the strangest times the world has ever seen. Um, right. So this might be hard to answer, but... Um, What does the future hold for you, both in terms of, you know, yourself um, as an individual and then also in terms of your your company?
1: Yeah, so I actually just moved to Dubai, um, which is cool.
0: Wow, I'm so so jealous.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and then um, at the same time for my business, um, obviously that's going to be moving over here as well. And then not only that, but also I have just acquired a software development company yesterday. So I'm gonna be building softwares, yeah, and uh, that's how I'm gonna really transform the online business space in the coaching, consulting, course creation, agency. Um, yeah, got some big things coming and they're gonna be far, far beyond anything that I've ever done before. Um, so I'm very excited about that. And so all I'll say is, yeah, watch, watch this space. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we definitely will. Sounds like you have some mad things coming, which will be exciting to watch, I'm sure. Um, and then I just have one more question for you and I'm gonna let you get on with your day. Um, if I put your 10 year old self in front of you now, having been through the monumental events that you've been through, um, and then just in life in general, uh, what's the biggest piece of advice you'd give that 10 year old self moving forward?
1: Oh my gosh, wow, down girl, you're giving me goosebumps. Um- <laughs> oh my gosh i think ultimately just not to care about what other people think about you um Mm -hmm. that was such a huge thing for me growing up and it really it really affected how i live um so yeah that would be the one thing if i could only say one thing just don't give a damn about what other people are going to think about you they're going to turn out to be absolute losers anyway. <laughs> and you can create whatever the hell you want, right? You really, really can. I mean, be, even being here in Dubai right now, like it's crazy, this place is just, I mean, everywhere's so man-made, isn't it? But Dubai is so new. This mm. is all from someone's mind. And it's absolutely unbelievable. Um, you really can achieve so much more. And I wish that this was something that was taught in school rather than schools needing to do very specific things to get on the boards of, you know, it's, it's just, it makes me angry even thinking about it. That's something that I do want to make an impact over. Um, So, yeah,
0: I love that. I think it's such a strong message um, and I want to take this chance to thank you so much for giving up your time to chatting with me. I know you're super busy, so um, yeah, I really appreciate it. And it was so nice to meet you and hear from you.
1: No, you too. Thank you so much for having me. This was great, and you asked really, really good questions. Um, really oh, different thanks. as well. So yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really nice, and I love that you're also 23, female, killing it. So that's amazing.
0: Thank you so much for listening. And as always, please rate, share, and leave a comment if you like what you hear. And don't forget to follow at what it's like pod on Instagram and Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode to find out more about lauren and impact school visit the links provided in the show notes i'll be back on thursday with more inspiring stories but for now this has been what it's like with luce